I think I slept about five to six hours. I got that that live dot me that we were talking about last mm -hmm. night, and I made the account and like I can broadcast. It just seems very female, like not oriented, but like look at like the homepage, like my like the movement, like you know it's like it's kind of like light bright colors and like you know and, like, and there's some like males like doing like videos and stuff, but. Yeah. The majority is female, which kind of makes sense with I mean, who referenced it to us. You know, like who gave us the reference. Yeah, we were talking to females. Right, and that makes perfect sense. But so but I, I'm I'm like contemplating right now going because I can go live on this. Right. What is it? It's a app called Live Dot Me, and basically it's its own version of Facebook Live. Oh. But like you you go live and you broadcast yourself like and people do it and like some people have like a million like streamers and like shit like, like that. Character. Now I don't know. Any, any more details than that, <laughs> you know, then you can make, like, little short videos, and you can actually broadcast live. People have fans. I wonder how long how long this has been out. I don't know. Sounds like Periscope. Very similar to Periscope. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I have forgot about Periscope. Yeah, I don't... I don't yeah, it's because Facebook took over. Right, yeah, just took the whole concept and everything. Um, yep. Damn. Well, are you going to share it? I can't. I already uh. watched it. <laughs> oh, it's it's on just Snapchat. It to me on Snapchat, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna stream like the first 15 minutes of this thing. I'll just let it run. Cause I do want to do the Facebook moving with life thing. 32 weeks in a row, man. We're 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 almost to 1,000. We're one one we're, we're one episode closer. Good. <laughs> I rewatched that video today. The the good video. Mm. If you could say good, it means you're still alive. It means you still got some fight in you. Uh, I feel amped. Okay. So we're technically live on this app now. Everybody can. What well, ass cool? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I, I don't have any like because yeah, it's the same thing. You have followers. You have people streaming. Whatever. I I don't know how. I'm gonna get manip like not manipulated how it's gonna happen. Oh wow, someone already joined. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's Good just deal. keep that. That's let, let, uh, move. Yeah, right. <sighs> the whole concept. So, uh, well, just to, to reestablish the premise, that's what I wanted to do for the beginning. Um, cause I th it, it's almost been a month since Eddie was with us. It's been like, like a solid two weeks since it's been us three. So, um, I unofficially officially announced season two. Uh, oh, last week I announced it, but as I went through the episodes, I was like, man, this actually started like three episodes ago. So I, I think I technically made episode 26 to now is where that the transition is actually more prominent than I thought it was. And when I went back, I'm like, okay, you know, it, it didn't start last week. It started like a month ago. So focus. That's what I've been working on. Uh, last week I did mention with Brian that I wanted to mention Marie Forleo more in depth on this, our episode, because I saw her get interviewed by Chase Jarvis, and she has a lot of parallels, or I have a lot of parallels with her, the way she has, the way she works, and we're going to, when we're going to dive right into that, how she works, so what I want to start with, because, man, lately, for the past, like, 
three or four weekends, maybe at least th- at least three weekends. Um, I feel like, man, I've needed this weekend. Oh, man, I've needed this weekend. And this weekend was freaking awesome. <laughs> I hadn't drank two nights in a row in a very long time. <laughs> like, to, but to drink, like, usually it's just like a Saturday night or even if I drink a Friday night, like, I drink and it's done. Like, that's it. There's, it's only one night. And this weekend, because we, we established what we wanted to do, it was like, okay, Eddie, we're going to do this. And then, you know, on Friday night, me and Brian, we're going to do this. And, and for me, curveball Friday night or that curve text Friday, Friday night. Eddie was like, "We're drinking tomorrow." Basically. Oh yes, 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 yes. We, yeah, we're drinking tomorrow. Like whatever. And I, and uh, so I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah." Brian start like start, and we immediately started like when I text you like, "Okay, we're making contacts." Like Brian immediately starts. I'm like, "Okay, let's have you know let's let's make it you know a good time." And so my first question is, what was your favorite part of last night? Favorite part. And like it has to be more specific. last night or? Oh, well, okay. Well, I guess, okay. To give some context, last night, post gig, so this is at three o'clock in the morning, we arranged a, a nice little party, a nice little get together. It was, it was very civil. It was very fun. So, yes, I, I, I did recall what exactly Brian said. So, yes, we did that. And so, last night, this morning, while the sun was still down, <laughs> you know, what was your favorite part specifically? <laughs> Um, I think when, when you brought up a lot of those topics that, that we all started kind of going off on, and I know when you brought up Marie, Marie Forleo, um, one of the girls that was there was very, was like very receptive. She's like, oh, like, you know, like she follows her or she's, she's seen her, her stuff. And just all in all that, like that part of the night of that conversation was very, very fulfilling. I was like, wow, like, you know, there's some synergies here. Good shit. Something, yeah, there's some flow. What about you, Eddie? What you got? Oh, man, there was a lot of favorite parts about last night. Um, I think overall it was just uh, it was really great bouncing around uh, the different conversations that were going on. Like It, it felt like everyone kind of went off in their little um, cliques of, uh, of people, all of which I feel like a good like friendship pool towards uh, to each uh, of those like, little groups or so. So we had a lot of, like, Maybe about like three little groups of different, you know, conversations going on or whatever. And I was kind of bouncing around back and forth between all three of those um, throughout the night. And it was just cool to, like, have, like, different conversations with, with everybody about, like, random stuff. Like uh, with some friends I hadn't seen in a while or that we only see whenever they're um, able to come to the gigs. Right. Um, you know, like we're talking about, like, how the music's going or how life's going. It's like catching up on the, on the basics, you know, about what's going on with each other, which is always nice. And then, uh, you know, just drinking and laughing there. And then, um, you know, like another friend of mine who asked me how um, how that tour went uh, that I did with the Prelude. So I, I got to tell all those stories all over again. Yes. So that's always fun. Cool. Love telling those stories. And then, um, man, even like at one point inside with another group, we were talking to ah, excuse me, beer burps. Uh, we were talking <laughs> about. You're still drinking any signs. I know. <laughs> uh, shampooed it. <laughs> but uh, we were talking about like uh, some of the current uh, like political climate going on okay. in the country as far as like Charlottesville goes and then like white supremacy and all that stuff. But really interesting, intriguing conversations. It was really nice. It was really cool. Brian walked in at one point <laughs> and, and it made a really awkward situation. <laughs> but it was great. Uh, probably Say- like uh, really quick before I uh, just wrapping up the slot. Uh, one of my favorite standout moments um, was when uh, the conversation you were alluding to right now, Brian, uh, with what you're talking about, what your favorite part was, mm-hmm. um, 
when this uh, one girl we were conversing with, she goes, ah, you know, I was like listening to the song and, and, you know, and then this came up in the song lyric and it really made me think like, ah, yeah, that's so true or whatever. And I was just like, ah, I, I fucking love that. Because yeah. she like had to like start that story off with, yeah, I was like listening to the song and I was like, fuck yeah, you were. <laughs> fuck yeah it made you it made yeah. you feel something and it like it had an impact on you so much that you're sharing it right now yeah love that that's why i do what i do love it love that that's, that's definitely a a good uh yellow highlight right there not pink or green, not pink <laughs> or green. <laughs> oh and just for uh just for kicks and, and you know just for shits and giggles um last night at the gig uh, there was a bachelorette party going on and they bought me a Bud Light <laughs> and put a straw in it. And at the uh, tip of the straw, where uh, one would um, put their mouth over the straw to um, consume you know, to consume the beverage, um, is actually a male genitalia. And I was just like, wow. And, and, but it was like a really um, detailed male detailed. genitalia. It was very detailed. Um, I, won't, I won't go into the, the certain details. I think um, if, you're, if you've taken a sex ed class, you know what the details are in this, in this image right here. I don't have to paint it for you. But um, anyway, I was just like, man, you can't find that at Party City. This is definitely like a Spencer's thing. But it really got me thinking about, like, man, who's capitalizing on all the male genitalia straws? I was like, they're just like making a killing off of this for bachelorette parties or for whatever other prank occasion or... <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Well, inter well, interesting, like, just to have a quick little tangent. That maybe not, well, just keep it short. Like, scratch your own itch. Like, someone came up with that, and now they're making money. Like, just tying just a little business reference. Someone's you know? dirty mind was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to make Some people that. are going to buy this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going yeah. to make a run of these uh, male genitalia straws. Yeah. And and that's an interesting, you know, bachelorette. I mean, have, dude, how many? And this is one of, this was one of your things. We went to Nashville, and you're like, Let's like you used to like have like drinking games, counting how many bachelorette parties will go into the club or whatever. Or, like ah uh, yeah, and then we'd Broadway. see him down Broadway. Yeah, we'd see him down Broadway. And, I mean, they were you know dime, you know they were everywhere. It was yeah. several parties through the whole night that we were out there, and that's what yeah, yeah scratching your own itch though. That's that's one of, that's a Tim Ferriss thing, where you're scratching your own itch. Yeah, if someone's gonna buy, if I would buy it, you know then someone else is gonna buy it. Someone's yeah. bound someone's, to buy it. Uh, someone has a whole business model based <laughs> off of uh, you know just. Male genitalia straws, <laughs> and probably other male well, even, genitalia well, products. Even well, even those uh, those balloons they took in too. They had that's the right. They were shaped in that, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> in that stuff, um, uh, male stuff. Go look anyway, in a biology people, book. People if, get if it. You need a picture. <laughs> I think you'll get it. Yeah, just there's. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so today, when I was, well, I, I slept like three hours. And I woke up. It's like, damn, I need to clean the room. Because the thing is, like, we mm. partied technically Friday night. Yeah. I woke up, went to go work out, came back, got my hangover. And then I started fixing my pedal board because I need to get all my gear ready for the gig. Because also my, my, my primary amp at the moment for the record is out because of a cosmetic issue. So I had to bring out the twin. So I had to do that, make sure it still works. My reverb's out, which I hate. Um, little rant. But... So for anyone that's not a musician or is not a gear nerd, uh, Andy's talking about he has a couple of amps, one of which he uses regularly, and it kind of went out, I guess you said due to a cosmetic yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah the, so. the bolts that hold up the speaker there you came go. out. Like the little like little nuggets that go into the wood came out. So I need to like either wood glue it back. I think I'm going to just make it into a custom project that I, that's going to take me like a little while. But anyways, so that was what my day because I was like, 
if I don't do this now, like it's not gonna happen. And like seven seven o'clock to be here. Then uh, my aunt just turned eighty eight, so we had her celebration. So I went to go see her for like forty five minutes at the, at her party, and uh, got to see some family that I usually that we only see like during like holidays and stuff. So that was pretty neat. And then haul ass to monsters after that. <coughs> Excuse me. And gig time. You know that was it. Um, speaking of, let me get to my point. Uh, today creating the content I was like man what am I going to do you know I, I had an idea I'm like I finally had this, this question because my, my question that I woke up with was like podcast what was our favorite part of the night and let me try to, to derive from that because it's one thing to say oh I had a good time well yeah but was there a specific time and you guys both gave specific times um, and I'm going to get to my specific time so a Marie Forleo thing, and I'm going to have this video as, as I've been trying to be consistent on uh, uh, putting these videos in the show notes as well so people can watch them. But Marie Forleo talks about split focus and how she, since she was young, she started selling, like, a quick side note is, like, her, Mark Cuban, um, Damon John, like, these guys were selling stuff, these people were selling stuff at a very young age, whether it was lemonade, whether it was cost, uh, clothing, whether it was baseball cards, Get Gary Reed with his baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Um, she started selling very young. So she says she's always been multi-passionate. She's always been, like, doing multiple things. And what I found myself for my favorite part last night was that I got to talk to all three different groups that were there, three or four different groups. And I had something to say with everybody. And a lot of it's very introductory because even uh, one of uh, our friends that, like, one of that goes to our shows primarily, she's like, man, this is the most we've ever talked. And... She's like, is it the alcohol? And I was like, I was like, actually no. Like it's I'm 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 not on the clock. I'm like, you go to the venue, I'm usually pretty focused on whatever we're doing. Even if or especially if let's say in case of that in the case of that's not, you know, Murphy's Law kinda like took over for a little while. You know, and it's like, you know, when stuff like that's going on, you know, we're not I'm not thinking about oh communication. I'm like, right now, I'm here, I guess I'm having some drinks, it's all good, we're having fun. But I'm just down for conversation. That's what I do when I'm not working, right? Which um I think it's part of like the millennials, you know, trying to focus. So, anyways, that was that's gonna be that's my bit. Like that's my that was my favorite part of the night was that I started off with one of our friends, Lena, and we and her were talking, and I was like, man, I was just kind of observing the room outside. We were outside, but observing the room. I had my first drink, and I'm like, okay, there's that group, there's that group, there's this group, and then I kind of just, in a sense, made my rounds. Um, interesting enough, it's like, is that being a social butterfly? But it's like, no, because I'm comfortable with those people. Like, you know, like, I, I still know them to an extent to where, like, you know, it's, it's all about Dilla just building a conversation. But, um, but yeah, that was my, my favorite part was that it, I realized, like, okay, like, I can talk to people. And I don't even know how you can take that or how you want to take that, but that's how I felt. That was my favorite part, just communicating. And, and then, at, and then the, to end it off, where at some point Brian said, and this is where we start podcasting. <laughs> you know, like, like at some point in the conversations, like that's when we click record and we just freak. We, that's what we want to talk about. And uh, so when we hit that tangent, you know, that was still another couple hours. And then it's like, oh, the sun's coming up. <laughs> that was interesting. I hadn't noticed because the sun was, I think it was coming up like behind me. So I was just focused on like the artificial lighting in the area. And then I look back, I'm like, oh, crap. Like what time is it? And in my head, I'm like, man, we need to start wrapping wrapping this up. Like, like, yeah. like, think like po- very much podcasting. Like, okay, we gotta start telling this all because, like, and I wasn't even tired. Like, I felt very good at for a long time. It wasn't until after we ate, and it's probably more because I realized, like, okay, I'm this is the tail end. 
But also one thing that was when the sun hit me, I was like, Brian, the sun's out. <laughs> like it's it's one to see it's one thing to see the sun come up and then go to bed. No. It's 9 a.m., been up for X amount of hours, and, and it's like, no, the sun is out. It's very prominent. It's already freaking hot. It's 9 a.m. It's like, that, it's time to go home. It's time to get out and, you know, go to my cave and go to sleep. It's a long night that turned into a, uh, into a morning there. Early morning, man. It's like, man, the sun came up so early today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's funny. At one point. Um, I was walking someone back to their car uh, mm. as they were leaving. It's around like 5:30, yeah. and I made a mention about like, ah oh, man, the weather's great out here right now. Like you know, it, the sun's not like you know, it's just starting to peak. It's not really getting out yet. Like this is a great time to run. And um, and she's like, ah, oh, like you'd go run at this hour. I was like, heck yeah. It's like well, it's cool outside. And then right as that happened, we saw like a, a runner like <laughs> already starting to turn the corner of the street. Like, there you go. Like this dude just got up and we're all still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even when me and Brian left your place, Eddie, uh, same, it was the same thing. Like, there people few, were, yeah, yeah, there was a runners. few. It was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> it's definitely a, a sign. I'm like, let's go eat first and then we'll go on. Yeah. But, oh man. Did you guys feel eager? And I, I, I want to take this somewhere, but mm-hmm. my question is, what makes you eager? And if you give a specific example, because I know, uh, given last night's conversation i i i think that's also what drove me to like not to waking up like very like wanting to do stuff Mm -hmm. like yeah i i don't i don't know that i realized that's what that's what the feeling was but when we were all there talking and then there was some mention of like real estate and 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 mention of like one of my fraternity brothers who could kind of do a little more because he's uh Mm -hmm. very creative very art Mm -hmm. artsy stuff like that and i was like wow like I did get this kind of feeling of I can't wait, you know, to see what's up for not just for me in the future, but, you know, for people that I know. And hopefully we can all reach our potentials and and do things that make us happy and fulfill us. And and it made me very eager for what's to come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You have anything, Eddie? Actually, well, I I didn't really partake hugely in that conversation. I was kind of more just uh, just an observer. Observer? Observer. (laughs) You were observing. I was observing. Just like uh, Bob, I was observing <laughs> the conversation, Bob. That's my uh, Miley Cyrus um, stuffy congestion voice, <laughs> everybody. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> but I was more just observing that conversation, so um, I wasn't really like, partaking in it, and I didn't really observe for, for really too long. Um, the overall feeling I got after last night was just like just really like content with the way the night went and just really... Um, like in the moment, satisfied actually, not necessarily eager, but I was just very satisfied in the in the actual moment. Very cool. Um, yeah, there, like I said, it, this is just tight. Like at some points, like man, like my point is eager to move. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I became very eager to move. I'm like, okay, I need to do this in the next month. I need to get this done. And, and it's because it's funny because on Friday night, uh, or no, I think Friday when we we're just working out or whatever, me and Brian, I brought up his brother, and who. How much does he have left in school? How much? How, much, how long does he have left? Oh, I forget. You know? I think he's got another year or two. Two years. A couple of years. So he's he's you know. What, high school. Uh, college. No, college. he's in, he's in, he's here. He's here okay. at UTRGV. Um, so I so I started, you know, asking questions to Brian about like, his brother and like you know, what's his angle? What you know? He's uh, what's his degree? Uh, mechanical engineering. Mechanical engineering. That's right. That's right. Because I had I had another I have a couple of clients from nine round that are graduating this fall. With uh, civil engineering, so I think that's what sparked that conversation. Mm-hmm. Then you're br- you talk about your brother, yeah, 
And uh, I was like, man, you know, we, we need to get him on the podcast soon. So that, that's going to come up soon. And then for the two new friends, new acquaintances that I got to meet that are Brian's friends, they're going to follow up. We're going to follow up to have them on the podcast too, coming up within the next month. And that's more of a putting the intentional pressure on myself to question, uh, develop great questions, and then uh, move, move a little bit faster. Even if it's just just for this month, but push myself. See, okay, three. If we can do three guests in a row, like you know, how would that go? How is that going to go? And the only way to know is to do. So that's what made me eager because I, I saw that opportunity and and I, even uh, one of them, I was like, well, how would you feel about giving us an hour? For the podcast, she's like, heck yeah, like she was all for it. So I'm like, okay, let, you know, let's do it. And then both of them were like, Brian, why didn't you tell us you didn't have yeah. a podcast? <laughs> and and we we came to that conclusion where it's like, well, we, you know, it, it's what we do. It's a part of what we do now. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. we don't go in, out and pr- we're not pr- self promoting. You know, it's that's I think that's that ta- that's a good way to tell in like the whole point of when I say you know. If you don't leave a review, it doesn't matter to me. I just want you to use this material or go listen to the videos, go do your own research, you know, go inter- and then internalize too, you know, get, go within yourself, you know, get, get into your body, get into your mind and, you know, see what you actually want. Um, I've been, di- I've been working a lot with my mom on this and it's great. See, honestly, it's great seeing the progression because it's, it's just a mindset, you know, and one thing that I want to bring up is like the industrial economy versus the connection economy which is the first time I ever heard that was through Seth Godin. And then I heard Chase Jarvis mention it. And then I want to say, well, I think even Brian Elliott interviewing Seth Godin brought up the connection economy. Like, hmm, if that's the way things are going, which makes sense, you know, because we're all connected, you know, via internet and multiple uh, mediums of, of being able to talk, uh, going through that change, like her. And like, I, I even, I, even my dad on, I think Thursday we had breakfast and it was the same thing. And I, and he's like, he's. I told him something about the waitress. I noticed, I noticed some of her like facial expressions. Like she was stressed, but she was keeping calm. And, and I'm like, look down. I'm like, I'm like, but look at her. I'm like, look at the way she talks, or look, listen to the way she talks versus the way she actually looks. Like there's a there's a difference. And he's like, man, you catch on. So I so then I got to go into the whole industrial versus connection thing. And I'm like, it's just a change. Of, it's just a change of of mindset you know and, and for them that they were born in the industrial they had they dealt with the industrial you know now it's like okay you know we have to transition everybody's gonna need to transition if they want to be successful i th- okay that's my opinion uh, everybody everybody's gonna need to you know figure that part out and realize that the industrial age is over or even okay this is c- continuing on this tangent is uh when they were bringing up the M- going back to get an mba and i was like don't go back i'm like go to all mba then uh a friend brought up, uh, we talked about Marie Forleo, and she has her B-School, which is basically her type of MBA program uh, that she also offers. Um, what's it called? I have it here in my notes. Uh, joinbschool.com. That's Marie Forleo's school. And then Seth Godin's school is altmba.com. Uh, I did look into Seth Godin's. It's a four-week program. It's $3,000. The point is to move, like, rapidly and also, like, you're going to get so much value because, like, this is expensive, but it's, it's intentionally expensive. Like, if you're not willing to put in the work that's going to take for this month, then you, don't, you shouldn't sign up anyways. You, know, you shouldn't even apply. And to, conti- okay, to, to continue more is, like, Seth Godin talks about eventually finding the right customers. 
And and it's interesting because even Tim Ferriss has briefly brought up in the four hour work week where you fire customers yeah. because they're using Pareto's law, lady twenty principle. You you find which ones give you your eighty percent of your income basically, and the rest you either fire or you automate them. Like you don't you, you minimal communi- communications, right? And uh, but anyways, tying back to Seth Godin, like the, then the all NBA, it's like no, like there's there's options, you know. And this is, I guess this can give a glimpse to everybody that just like the conversation that went on last night, like it went this deep and I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't go back to go, don't go back to school. Like the fact that traditional college is, is slowly moving out the door because everybody's realizing like the bureaucracy and the politics and the money involved in what value you're not getting in a four hour school because, you know, people have started getting greedy, you know, things are changing and that's what that's. I I just want to I just feel like it's appropriate to be a part of that change. Quick pause. Marie Gold on this app says coffee or tea. Tea. Can it be both? I I don't see why not. If I had to pick one. Okay, if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one, it's going to be coffee. That's just my morning ritual. It's a morning routine for me. So, I mean, it's rituals, ritual, and if you change it, it's going to throw a weird start to the whole day. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a chaotic day right there. Unless the question is meaning like coffee or tea as source of caffeine, wi- in which case my answer is still coffee. <laughs> but <laughs> I use tea not for caffeine purposes. I don't caffeinate with tea. Right, right, yeah. Anything but soda. Is that an answer? I think that's, I think that's a good answer at the moment. It was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of soda, we, we can, I, can just, I just want to mention this. So I haven't had a Coke and whiskey in over a year. Because that's how it was a birthday party that me and you went to Brian at Bourbon Street, and that's right. that was when Danny, I was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, whiskey water." I was like, "Man, why don't I do that?" So since then, it's been only whiskey water. So leading up to Friday, uh, I'm like, "You know what? I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna have some Coke and some whiskey." You know, I haven't had whiskey and Coke in a long time. And then I wake up Saturday. I'm like. Like it was terrible. Mm-hmm. We'll go cotton worse than cotton mouth. The parts, those ugly feeling. It's like okay, never mind. I'll just keep whiskey water. So last night, whiskey water had a little bit of moonshine, had some tequila. I mixed it up pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty heavy yesterday. But it was, but it was, but I woke up better this morning than I did yesterday morning. Well, that's Cause, good. Because yesterday I got my hangover after I worked out. Because yesterday I slept. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me tell you about my hardcore um, partyisms of like. Enjoying throat coat tea while we're like in the middle of a of a full on get together. <laughs> yeah. You started detoxing. <laughs> I probably had like the overall amount of alcohol I had it last night um, was like that one tiny nimble of a shot you guys served me at the very end of the bottle of moonshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was that, and then before that, there was like maybe a shot of Sailor Jerry's rum mixed with a can of Dr Pepper, a full can, not like a, a splash or a half or whatever. It was just like full on. Dr. Pepper, Sailor Jerry mix, which for me, some reason, like my body just doesn't really react to rum. Like it just doesn't um, take the effect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's, just, it's something I've noticed since I was in college and started. You're like you're immune you know, to rum? Actually, yeah. Like I can drink like a lot of um, like a huge amount of rum and just Damn. not feel anything. Yeah. It's it's pretty. It's it's still kind of strange to me to this <laughs> day. But um, but see, I have the opposite effect with tequila. That tequila <laughs> will definitely put me under. But and really fast. 
So there's that. But I, uh, overall, I just had like that rum and the Dr Pepper and um, and the little nimble moonshine. You guys, uh, you guys have served me there towards the end. Other than that, I had like two cups of like throw coat tea. I had a Campbell's chicken noodle soup in the mix at some point. I had like five glasses of water. Right on. That was you. lit. That was turned on hydration. I did wonder how how you were still awake at that time, because I know that I think you what what is it, you cut yourself off of like three four beers. I didn't even have nowhere near that many. That's why that's why I'm saying like. Oh, you said what I usually you, do? Yeah, usually. Yeah, I, I usually cut off around three. Yeah, or four. so that's why, and I don't I don't think I saw you with beer, and there was only like liquor outside, so I was like. How is Eddie still like awake? <laughs> How's he still there's surviving? Yeah, there's a secret. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup. <laughs> would you guys be opposed if I made me if I made me some chicken hey guys, noodle soup? Would it, would, it, would it be okay? <laughs> would anyone find it weird or offensive yeah. if I chicken noodle soup? Oh man. Good stuff. Alright, before we get to the next question, I'm gonna log off of this thing. I liked it. We got I don't know how long people stuck around. Forty five people are watching right now, but we got three hundred and ninety five likes. 30 minutes. Wow, that's a lot of action. And it's just, I mean, I, I don't know how the click thing works, but thank yeah. you. We will definitely be back. Like I said, there's who, 45 people. Who are you people? Reveal yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, let's answer this last question. So this is Mistake Managers. What is your favorite animal? Ooh. Good question. My, mine is the wolf. Hmm. I don't know. Am I, did you... <laughs> <laughs> I only, I only say pass because I got stumped because Brian said my answer. Oh. Interesting. Well, right, why? Right, right. Te- you tell us why. Uh, I just, I've always admired the way, like, the wolf behaves and the characteristics, especially, especially that of the uh, the leader of the pack. Yeah. How the leader of the pack uh, hangs out in the back. At least as far as I understand, I could be completely wrong, but it's just, like, from what I understand from an internet meme, um, <laughs> that, the, uh, <laughs> that the leader of the wolf pack <laughs> hangs out in the back. So that way, um, no one in the um, in the pack gets left behind. He's like watching it all stay you, together. And, and I don't know. I've just always liked the the way that wolves carry themselves. It's a really smart animal. Yeah, same. And I'm a dog person, so like, the wolf is like the alpha dog, basically. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, the dog of dogs. So. Very cool. Yeah. Canine, man. if you will. My man. My the first answer that comes to mind is an orca whale. Because they're like huge, but they do work in packs. Like they work in team. They still mm-hmm. work in team. And they, and they live. And this is I just thought about this as I'm saying this out loud. But like, they stay within the family. Like they they grow up and whatever. Oh like, yeah. You they know, like they they they're they very like family their oriented. Own, like uh, almost like their own tribes. Yeah, yeah 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 their own tribes and they they stay they stay you know within forever. And I, I think that. Now, like I said, now that I'm saying out loud, it's like, hmm, I think I think that might be I a, think a reason why. I've heard that, like, even, like, they even communicate differently. Like, the yeah, sounds different they dialects. Make, they're different they, dialects. Yeah, different dialects within. Yeah, I've heard of that. Within definitely. the species. That's pretty nuts. I'm going to look more into this. That's pretty mind-blowing stuff right yeah. there. That's, like, beyond Snapple facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> beyond memes. So, I think that those, it's coffee or tea, favorite animal. And that's it. So, we will be back. This is very cool. First time doing this. We're going to switch over to Facebook Live. So if you want, facebooklive.com forward slash moving with one life. You can join us in the next minute or so. That's pretty cool. The engagement's on there. It's very interesting. I wonder if it's like clickbait people in India or like. Or right, or just actually right yeah, yeah. That's, Auto- what that's what I'm saying. I have no automated idea. Automated phones just fucking like right, clicking just a like or something. Yeah. 
still interesting that they would take the time to do that, to dedicate <laughs> those couple <laughs> phones or whatever to our channel. Well, we le- well, whatever. There's such thing as leveling up, and we leveled up to level Damn. two. So, okay, we're gonna keep on. The, we'll keep using this app. <laughs> this girly we're app. advancing fast. That is crazy, man. And uh, I'm thinking about asking them if they can help with the social media and the website aspect. The friends that you know, well, m- uh, they both said they do, they do social media, I and I, I would love to delegate that because I wish I could. Po- I wish I would post more. But frankly, like, if, especially if I get deep into a book or something like today where I'm like getting ready for the, p- for the material. Right. It's like, ugh. so continuing with this conversation, uh, Marie Forleo again mentions that she's always been basically a multi-passionate multi, multi, uh, person. So she started off like teaching dance. She's associated with like Nike. Like she's done like videos that as seen on TV, like she has like she's she has like DVDs in that section, like at mm-hmm. Walmart and stuff, even to this day. And then she does she's well, I told you, Brian, last week, you know, the life coaching thing. She started at the age of 23. She, she took a class and then she she went she went all in. Uh, my my question, because I, I, w- I want to see where this goes. But what was your first what was your guys first jobs? Like the first job that you got paid for, like, you know, uh, that you guys had your first job. American Eagle. Wouldn't ever go back to it <laughs> unless I absolutely had to. Right. Mine was like in kind of like remodel and landscaping type of deal, like and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, because you started that was it with your dad. Yeah, it was like sophomore, he, junior right, year high school. Right. Because you were doing the summer. I'll say you yeah. work in the summers. I remember that uh, peak time. Yeah, my first job was Pizza Hut. It was interesting. Damn, I want pizza now. <laughs> Dude, you've been on, you're still on that pizza, that pizza like fiend, a little bit. A little bit. It's kind of like you had, you've had, because you had like, you're like, oh, Peter Piper sounds dope right now. <laughs> like this morning at like three, four in the morning, I was like, man, I wish there was a pizza place <laughs> open. <laughs> Isn't Domino's like 24 hours at some point or no? Nah. I just imagine things I don't think things. here. Yeah, yeah, not here. Not that I know. Maybe in a bigger city. Maybe. I don't know. My taste buds have been all over the place, man. Like, it, if anyone follows me on Instagram and, like, saw my story from, like, last week or a couple of weeks ago, like, within the span of 30 minutes, I, like, was at Shipley's Donuts getting a half dozen of chocolate ice donuts, then had them all, and then within, like, a half hour later, I was at Peter Piper Pizza getting a, get, <laughs> getting a whole medium pizza for I myself. I, d- I did see that story. That was funny. Um, what did you guys learn? Like, what, what was your experience in your first job? Cause you're not, cause you said you know that you would never go back unless you had to. We, I think now we're more reasonable. Where maybe a couple years ago, we'd be like, no, I'd never work there again. But well, we we understand circumstances you know, arise, and well, you need a job. If you need the money, you're gonna do it. If you need but, it um, bad enough. Right, right. right. So I'm saying like you know, there, there's too much complaining going on, saying, oh no, I can't find a job. Well, there's there's a ton of jobs. I promise. Anyway, so what was you guys' experience? You know, uh, Brian. Uh, actually, let's start with Eddie, cause you're the one who mentioned. You would never go back. So, what was your experience like? If you could just, and it, it doesn't have to be in a nutshell. Just what was your experience? I'm just curious. Um, I mean, the experience was overall good. It was good to have just like some sales experience and all of that. So, I mean, it was definitely like a small resume builder. If anything, even though it was very short lived, I probably worked there for like two months, and then I uh, found a better job that took me out of that pretty fast. Uh, moving furniture, so I took uh, took that. So that made my time at American Eagle last like two months, three months, maybe. Like just a little bit of the summer or whatever. Okay. So it was like a summer job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For the most part. That's um, a good question I should have asked. But 
if I had to summa- like, summarize it overall, it was good, but it made me feel artificial at times. It, it made a, you know, like they want you to interact with customers and, mm-hmm. and give compliments to customers, and they want you to act a certain way. Like, you know, it, it's sales tactics, you know? Right. Like, you know, it, it's sales tactics to the T. Like, you know, a customer walks in, what do you do? Greet them. Not because, you know, they're, and they're not telling you to do this because, like, you know, what do you do when someone walks in your house? Hey, how's it going? How's your day going? What, what you been up to? You know? Right. What's new? Yeah, you kind of catch up. You want a drink or something? You want a water? Yeah, you, right. Can I get you anything? You know, it's, it's like there's, a, there's a, genuine, uh, a genuineness to that, right, to that aspect when someone enters your house and you're in host mode and they're in guest mode, right? Now, like with, you know, and they're not necessarily promoting that you like, do that because of, uh, of just being a nice human being, but they just, like, they want to get sales, That's right? Yeah, their primary so goal it, is So it's made me feel really artificial. It's like, hey, it's like Greek customers when they walk in, like, ask them if they need help finding anything, um, give them compliments, make them feel really nice and pretty and whatever, and, like, tell them yeah. they look good in those jeans they're trying on or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, like, I mean, sure, I'm like, n- not that every time I had to do this, like, did it feel like, um, you know, like, not genuine. Like, I mean, there were times where I, I genuinely meant what I was saying, and I tried to only say things that I, that I genuinely meant. So um, that did not feel so artificial. But at the end of the day, it's kind of, like, leaves you with, at least leaves me, like, with a bad taste in my mouth because, like, nah, I don't like the whole, like, artificial push. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel really fake. Yeah, got you. But I get it. Like, it's, it's sales. Right, I right. I get it. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it may be, um, you, you've been talking about this for, for a good while, about how you think retail is going to get, um, you know, phased out. Yeah. That may be a good reason. Who knows? Because online shopping is just so easy. No one's in your face. No one's trying to push anything. Like, you know, it's just you know what you want. You're going on there to get it, and then you get it, and then it's delivered to your house. You don't have to go anywhere for it. So. Right. Yeah, man. And I, actually, I'm going to – I'm gonna while, we, while Brian gives his take on his first job, and, and then we can go a different angle as well because you work for your dad. So how was that? For me, it was – it was. It felt normal. It's just like following directions from your dad, so that that was normal. But I kind of had a input in like the planning because we were like a four to five person team, all working on different things. So it was kind of like mm, you can't do this until this person does that, and or you know how can we work together but out of each other's way? Right. Because I'd be like at one point I'd be in charge of painting all the walls in the house. Well, somebody else was already installing, like, replacing the trim or, you know, just repairing parts of the wall. And so sometimes I I had a say in, like, who should be where, who should be doing what. And um, for me, it was – it got me into kind of, like, big picture type of planning. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that that was happening at that time because we were in marching band. And that was kind of, like, our director's job – too like with uh with uh coordinating everybody on the field and whatnot so that's that 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 was like i was getting kind of like like big picture planning from like two different completely different like parts of my life yeah so that that's that's what kind of um where i took what i took from that kind of like the planning aspect coordinating and uh, did you do it multiple summers or just just that it one summer? It was like summer? two or three summers. Right. Okay. Yeah, cause I remember, okay, because I remember at some point, like when when I got my car, when I, when I well not not my car, I got licensed, and I used my mom's car. 
and I would pick you up and we'd go to practice. And like, I remember, I just, I just remember one time, hey, dude, he's like, yeah, and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost home from work. Like, yeah. I was, you, you had something with your dad in the morning. Mm-hmm. Then we had, you know, an afternoon practice. That's when afternoon practice we're starting, whatever. I just remember picking up and you're like calling ass because you're like, in a, you were in a rush. You're, yeah. you're doing your stuff. Oh shoot. Okay, I found the section because there's literally a whole section on Walmart in this book called Start with Why. Mm-hmm. And leading up to what Eddie just mentioned, and I've mentioned it over time here uh, last week again. I, I think at last week's episode, I mentioned Walmart again. And because it, it, it seems like it's a, it's a reoccurring kind of theme, you know, of being genuine, you know, being truthful, you know, uh, which allows you to move and actually be, su- be successful rather than make sales. And then, you know, you eventually lose customers because of that. You know, they ev- eventually you see that that transparent, bad transparent. It's one thing to be transparent, but it's another thing to be, you know, falsely transparent, you know. Uh, I think that's going on a lot in politics, too, which I, I frankly don't get into it much because I don't watch TV, so I have, like, nothing to say, <laughs> and it's fine. Uh, but this book, Start With Why, I read it. This was my book for last week, um, How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action. Uh, chapter 11's title, When Why Goes Fuzzy. And I didn't honestly I didn't plan for this, but I made some note I, I made some markers here, so I'm gonna just try to go through some of it, and then because what what he says at the end is what's in, at the end of this little segment about Walmart is is what I think is the kicker, and you know managers you know transitioning to be better leaders and actually caring about the people that work for them. So here you go. A lot of what goes on these days with high flying companies and these overpaid CEOs who are really just looting from the top and aren't watching out for anybody but themselves. Really upsets me. It's one of the main things wrong with American business today. This is the sentiment passed down from it, the founder of one of the most vilified companies in recent history. And Sam Walton, that's a quote from Sam Walton, which for anybody who doesn't know, created Walmart based out of Arkansas, uh, turned it into a billion dollar company here, back to the book. For, for, uh, for Sam Walton, there was something else, a deeper purpose, cause, or belief that drove him. More than anything else, Walton believed in people. He believed that if he looked after people, people would look after him. The more Walmart could give to employees, customers, and the community, the more that employees, customers, and the community would give back to Walmart. And uh, we're all working together. That's the secret, said Walton. This, is, this was a much bigger concept than simply passing on the s- savings. To Walton, the inspiration came not simply from customer service, but from the s- service itself. Walmart was what Walton built to serve his fellow human beings, to serve the community, to serve employees, and to serve customers. Service was a higher cause. The problem was that his cause was not clearly handed down after he died. In the post-Sam era, Walmart slowly started to confuse why it existed to serve people with how it did business to offer low prices. They traded the inspiring cause of serving people for a manipulation. They forgot Walden's why, and their driving motivation became all about cheap. In stark contrast to the founding cause that Walmart originally embodied, efficiency and margins became the name of the game. A computer can tell you down to the dime what you've sold, but you can never tell you oh but it can never tell you how much you could have sold said walden there is always a price to pay for the money you make and given walmart's sheer size 
that cost wasn't in dollars and cents alone. In Walmart's case, forgetting their founders why has come at a very high human cost. Ironic, considering the company's founding cost. So that's part of the main section that I didn't want to catch. And then the end of the Walmart priest, because he literally, he uses like two or three chapters to talk about Walmart and how when Sam Walden was really involved, like, you know, that's where they were, that's why they were successful, the why, you know. And uh, so here's the last bit, because at some point here at the end, before the final section, he ties in, uh, Simon Sinek ties in how Costco is so successful now because of their why. Like, they're still true to their why, so they're, they're essentially beating Walmart right now at the moment. At least or at the time of this book. So here, Costco, Costco's advantage is that the embodiment of their why, Jim Sinegal, is still there. The things he says and does help reinforce to all those around him what the company stands for. Staying true to that why, Sinegal draws a $430,000 salary, a relatively small amount given the size and success of the company. At Walmart's peak, Sam Walden never took a salary of more than $350,000 per year, also consistent with what he believed. David Glass, the first man to take over as CEO after Sam Walden, a man who had spent a considerable time around Walden, said, a lot of what goes on these days with high-flying companies and these overpaid CEOs who are really just looting from the top and aren't watching out for anybody but themselves really upsets me. It's one of the main things wrong with American business today. So he basically said the exact same thing that Sam said. Three more, C and this is back to the book, three more CEOs have attempted to carry the torch that, that Walmart lit, no, sorry, that Walton lit. And with each succession, that torch, that clear sense of purpose, cause and belief has grown dimmer and dimmer. The new hope lies in Michael T. Duke, who took over as CEO in early 2009. Duke's goal is to restore the luster and the clarity of Walmart's why. And to do it, he started by paying himself an annual salary of $5.3 million. Do you guys thrive under pressure? Sometimes. I, I think most of the time, actually. I think it depends on the situation, because if it's something that I've like, like been prepared for or been prepared to do, like in that certain skill set, then yes. If it's something that I'm completely, and I mean completely 100% out of my element on, probably not. If it's something I've relatively or have like some kind of relative experience with then then like all I, I could probably make it work like um the first kind of situations that come to mind is like uh well last night um you know i, I had uh situations where i think a total of three strings popped um throughout the course of the night last night at the gig so uh three strings pop meaning um you know you or denver were off taking care of that string change for me while you know the rest of us are you know on stage and and keeping it going with the songs. So, you know, I either took your guitar or I took Denver's guitar, but either way, I hopped on and, like, took some solos. Now, yeah. it's, it's like, is playing lead, um, is playing lead guitar something that, that I would consider a strength of mine? Not necessarily. Can I do it? I can get by with it. Right. Un under pressure? Absolutely. But because I'm familiar with it and I've already, like, you know, have that plan in my mind of, like, what are my, you know, what are my strong suits in lead? Like, what are my strongest licks? What are the ones I know I can get right, like, 90% of the time or, or more? Or, you know. Just be most consistent now. Right. Which one's going to be most consistent? And so uh, in that pressure moment of being on stage and trying to deliver that for the, for the audience, we're usually in practice, I just kind of shove it off and just be like, no, nah, don't make me play lead. Come on, you know I can't play lead. <laughs> you know, and then. 
you know, like, you know it'd be one of those things, but it's like, no, nah, we're in front of an audience, like, you know, so it's like, okay, like, I don't usually play lead, but I'm going to try to play the fuck out of this lead right now. <laughs> yeah. and, ju- and I just kind of take that on full force and just make it work. That, that, that's the main thing, and, and that's something that, um, you know, my vocal instructor, Jamie, like, always said throughout college was like, you make it work. And, and that's, like, the, the phrase of his that's always stuck in my mind. Kind of the way that, like, like Jocko's good would stick in yours. Like, yeah. that, like, I hear Jamie's voice in my head saying, make it work. That's, that's my thing. That's what I hear. Right. So now, it, now if I was in a situation where someone asked me to, like, you know, you know play with, like, a, you know, $100,000 worth of chips and go play Texas Hold'em, <laughs> and, you know, like, in that case, make it work is not going to help me <laughs> one bit. Because it's like, I don't know jack shit about what I'm getting into. So right, it's, right, right. you know, it's different for every situation, I guess. Um. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the only reason why I bring up, well, I mean, the context that I w- that I was given, because this question comes from Marie Forleo, and her thing, because one of the questions she get, or one of the issues she gets br- brought or gets brought to her is like people trying, people wanting to know when it's appropriate to quit the nine to five, or you know, uh, people who have multiple goals versus one goal, you know, usually when you have one goal you kind of, like, nail it and, you like, get really good, whereas multiple goals, you can get really good at it, but it's just going to take longer cause, because your mind, your brain right. split, split. You know, it, yeah, it split. The split focus that I've been talking about. Um, and then one example she actually gave to, like, curing that pressure, because some of the pressures, like, monetary, a lot of people feel mo- monetarily pressured and financially, like, stressed. And to cope with that, one, well, the example she gave was, like, this one guy, he lives in New York City. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm financially stressed, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, where do you live? New York City. He's like, you live in, like, you can move to a different country and live for, like, half, if, like, you know, or even mm. less than that. I think the average is, like, for I don't know how much percent of the world, but they live on, like, $2.50. That was her da- data that she gave on that on this video. Yeah. Um, that, you know, I don't know if it's, like, 70% or 60 or 70% that of people in the world live on $2.50 a day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, if I could make myself do that, I'd be rich. And I haven't even attempted. I'm not, I'm not even preaching to the. I'm not even preaching to anybody here because I was like, man. But the concept is amazing. Yeah. Because you know, it's it's for me, it's almost uh, and also like the pressure. I mean, just tell back into the pressure because I wanted to mention this is like, what's helped me deal with not getting stressed is jujitsu, and like high stakes environment. You know where, and we, we I've said this men- several times, and me and Eddie always talk about it as, at some point sometimes. Where like you know you're you're gonna get choked out you're gonna go to sleep you know like you know that 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 life or death aspect of everything that we I brought up several times through the episodes. It eliminates everything else outside of it. Yeah, it's like cool, and sometimes I'll hear Eddie kind of flush like it's it's okay it's okay, and I can imagine not for Eddie because it, it's it's worked out but for other people that I'm like like you're we're okay and then like you don't even care and you don't you, you don't you don't get it and I'm like no. There's no, where's the, what's the I solution? Get it. You're not dying. <laughs> right. Essentially. But that's me. And I don't, I'm not saying that's, all, I'm not even saying that's correct, but that, that's usually my like state. You know, it's, it's that it's, it's taking stoic. It's taking jujitsu. It's taking life or death on a daily basis. It's like, okay, where's, what's the solution? You know, I'll, I can give you three. I'll, I'll try to help you or I'll try to help you figure out three solutions, you know, mm-hmm. three to five solutions. But uh, yeah, I, w- I was just curious to your guys' point of view on, on pressure and, well, yeah, the yeah. other thing, too, is, like, in the moments of pressure, just when appropriate, obviously, mm-hmm. it, given the circumstance, but most of the time, it's usually not life or death. Like, right. you know, pressure is just on an average, you know, day-to-day thing with, within your various activities, but most of the time, it's not life or death. Yeah. So, um, 
Like, that's something I try to constantly remind myself of nowadays. Like, like last night, like, you know, a, a, a newer friend of mine was, was you know, we, we had a rough night gig uh, of a gig yeah. last night, yeah. you know. Um, even if from the audience perspective, it didn't really seem that way. Like, on stage, we were just, like, just trying to get through the last minute. Like, you know, to the last minute. Yeah. Uh, we, we just never really found a good groove. It was... It was like Walker said earlier on, it was, uh, it was Murphy's Law. It's just everything that could go wrong went wrong last night. And it was just one thing after another. We could never actually settle into anything. So right. it's just a really rough night overall. And, and one, a, a night like which we haven't seen in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. So um, it really, it, it kind of, it took me by surprise for sure that that happened. But I mean, it happened. What are you going to do about it? So it's just, you just move forward and like talk about like what needs to be improved upon if anything or if it's just a freak of nature cosmic being thing you know yeah. just okay it's just where it's going to move on from it it just happens it just yeah. happens yeah and and but like in anyway but this uh, newer friend of mine was saying he's like nah you're being too hard on yourself i was like no it's just, i mean like no nah, we can like talk about how the night went shitty <laughs> but then at the same time we can still sit here drinking and enjoying the moment we're in at the moment yeah. but, you know just yeah i said moment like way too many times <laughs> when I said, but it's better than saying but like. You get the I say like a lot. It's just like you know that like we can talk about what went wrong and and why the night was shitty and what we can be doing better. But at the same time, like you know, we're not going to dwell on it and make it like you know a, a mental hell on on the whole right. on the rest of the night. You know, mm -hmm. like what's that? What's that old saying? It's like um, or not saying, but what, like that old like piece of advice or whatever. It's like um. It's like, now, did you really have, like, a, did you genuinely have, like, all throughout the day, like, a 24-hour bad day, or was it just something that happened for five minutes that you, like, that you made you last in your head it, all day? Right, you, and it, even, okay, going back to the little su the little substitute, like, uh, teaching thing, you know, the, that 90-10 principle. Yeah. Of, like, you know, 90% is based on your reactions, where 10% is actually stuff that's out of your control. And uh, it's same idea. I mean, it's very much the same idea of what, exactly what you're saying. But it's like, yeah, like you can. And it's interesting. I mean, but that's the human. That's being a human being. Like for some people, like it just, it goes all day and it it's, it lingers and lingers and it's like, okay, hey, dude, it's cool. You know, um, it's just interesting. Very cool. Question um, to you guys. Go ahead. Does kind of um, looking at things that way is like you know, it's it's not life or death. Then you know you're okay regardless. Does that make you kind of care less about about things or like hey you know what i i'm i fucked up here or I, I i messed this up or whatever um but i'm not gonna die so you know it's whatever and and you just kind of don't put as much importance or emphasis on certain things no because like in my mind i know that enough of those situations that add up then then you know then it starts to take a toll like for carrying on with this uh, with this example where okay we had a bad gig last night or at least in, in our in my opinion and our opinion as a band like yeah. it was a weird night it was a rough gig for us whatever um, not one by any means where we'd probably if we were the owners we we probably would not hire us again mm -hmm. right like let's just put it, it in that term or in those terms right so um, you know going off of that um, you know if I was to have that kind of reaction to the night we had last night to where it's like oh well nobody died we're all alive it's okay. And then to just ha continue to have that same reaction towards it every time it happened. If it happens, like, consistently enough and we still continue to proceed with that same attitude, mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, then we're really not going to get hired because it keeps coming up. Right. Because it keeps happening and because we couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. So, like, we still care, but it's just, I, I guess part of it comes from, like, we know what we're capable of and we know what we can do and we know that this is not a, a genuine display of that. So just not going to lose sleep over it too much because like cuz we're going to live to fight another day, we're going to have another gig, we're we're going to get called back, 
Like it's 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 not a big deal right now. It's not a big deal. Right. Because so one thing I'm gonna add to that is is the cool thing, and this is a very cool thing, is that it doesn't even happen once a month. Right. You know, we can play 10 gigs and we can have a perfect 10 gigs. And then, like, last night we had a one bad gig. It's like, okay. And that's where I'm okay with it. I do fully agree with, like, okay, we have even twice in a month. That's a lot. And so far, that's what I'm saying. Like, the cool thing is, like, hey, you know, like, for now, it's it's very much an okay thing. Like, it's it's almost supposed to happen. It's almost supposed to happen. It it, it, it We need to get back on that ground, you know, good, I think. And, and that's because I feel like the the crew we have now, like, we're just – and I've said this over and over and we're – our gel, it's, we're just so gelled right now. We're just fl- a lot of things flow to where, you know, it's good. And so it's not like we're not even, we're, I feel like we're, we stay humble even through the good. And then, but then we had the, that one bad gig where it's like, man, you know, you know, how humble were we? You know, like it's, 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 it yeah. just re, it just reestablishes a pure humbleness. I think it, it's like, like you, it's like, you've got to care enough to like take it for what it is. And keep it somewhere in the back of your mind to not let it get to that point again, or at least to try your best to not let it get to that point ever again. Yeah. So like it's you've got to care a little bit, but you can't care enough to where it's going to ruin your entire evening, night, you know, day, week, month, year, whatever. This is what I want to say. Like it's you care about it and you find a solution. You there don't you go. Care about it and you know and kind of move dwell on. on. Yeah, you don't care. You don't care and dwell. You care and salute. Salute, S-O-L-U-T. Go back to that friend Jocko's Good video. Rewatch that today because I was listening to the thousandth episode of the the Joe Rogan podcast, and he brought that up. And so I decided to watch that video again just to have the visual and audio going at the same time versus listening to the podcast. It's just audio. So. But I had the video on with it. And then, like, what does Jocko say at the end? He's just like – he has, like, three R's that he says, like, in a row. It's like the perfect alliteration, but the last one is reengage. Mm. Uh, isn't it? Like, it's like isn't it like reassess, reload, reassess, or something like that. Yeah. Or reassess, reload, reengage. Reengage, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Along yeah. those lines, right. yeah. Uh, and that's like the perfect way to approach that, I think. It's like yeah. boom, and you and he could probably, in a sense, it's reassess is also uh, like detach. You know, detach, figure it out, solution, not dwelling, and go. Move, move fast. Uh, one thing. Well, I, I'm not gonna read the quote because it's from Seneca, and you guys can go to my social media and find it. But uh, what I got out of it was what I put in my caption, where it's like, you know, uh, what did what did I, what did I say? It, was, it had to do with uh, move fast, pivot hard. I forgot what my the first thing I said, but the point is like that. But it's it, again, it's just total color corollary to what we're talking about right now. We have three more questions that I wanna I wanna go through one's really quick and the other ones are kind of rhetorical but i do want us to try to give an answer so the first question is what did you learn yesterday and this can just be in 24 hour span it can be anything specific that you learned yesterday what did you what did you guys learn something trying to go through my day still trying to roll through mine too (laughs) well if it's anything that i that i learned i feel like i learned it from uh i feel like i just learned what i was um kind of capable of as a um as a performer um who from you know last night's performance where we're just like you know just (laughs) trying to keep our heads above water the entire night Mm -hmm. is what it felt like um i'd some points of the night it feels like man we're we're never gonna see the end of this gig (laughs) like it's just not coming (laughs) it's not gonna happen yeah because even when you yelled out like 30 minutes left it's like 
<laughs> just like okay. Well, and what I and what I said was I try to be positive. With right, that too. right, right. I was like, we got thirty minutes left. Right. Let's try to power like through this. Like let's power through the fuck out of these last thirty <laughs> yeah. minutes and just like and just take it for all it is and right. just play the fuck out of this last thirty minutes and yes. Yeah, well, we tried, but yeah, well, <laughs> we did, and we we did. At least that was the seed that was planted. Not like fuck, we like not like f. You know, right. Like, we still have thirty minutes to go. Like no, it's like all right, we only have thirty minutes. Let's just right. go. Let's do it. We'll be out of here. I quick. I know. Like for me, I at least learned a little bit about myself, or or at least I saw a little bit of myself that I haven't seen in a while, as to where when things are like when things have been going south, like how long can you endure uh, endure endure. <laughs> Um, like, how long can you endure all these things just going haywire on yeah, you? Yeah, right. And for me, like, last night, I was really proud of the way I I kind of just endured through it and hopefully tried to keep the band enduring through it yeah. together. Yeah. You know, because it could have just been easily one of those nights where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to shut up and we're just going to play songs and we're going to pack and leave. And But, like, I still try to, like, communicate with the crowd and get everyone riled up and try to maintain focus with the band and keep everything together and just... And so, but all that said, like it lasted the entire night. It did. It and did inevitably. Uh, one, and it just, yeah, just one of those things where I was just like, just keep the keep the foot on that happiness pedal and just ride it. <laughs> yeah, like as and much at some as point, possible. Because I would catch myself too, like especially when you were introduce introduce me, you know, individually, you know, I make it a point to smile and you know work my smile, work you know, and smile, smile. I don't feel it, but hopefully, if I can just smile and just go and smile, let it, let it be. Uh, I didn't. I don't. I don't think I learned like a lesson, but going in my mind through my day, I did learn like new things about the people that I interacted with. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, mm -hmm. like saw some good old friends at a uh, at the venue last night. That's learned right. A, learned yes. a couple things about you know where their life is progressing. Yeah. And even our conversations last night, I I learned things from my friends. You know, people I can call my friends That's that fr I didn't yeah. know before. People that I met for the first time mm -hmm. ever, and it's like just freaking. We just went, yeah, you know, for hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was kind of bummed to say like, oh man, I didn't learn anything. But no, I I learned pieces of information of about people that that I know that I interact with. Yeah. And I think I think that that has value in its own. All right. How about you, Walker? What'd you learn? Uh, actually, the uh, the main thing that it kind of just fell into place was when I first when we first got to your place and we were there started drinking and I was talking with Lena and then I was like man I'm, I'm just gonna sit back and get drunk and, and watch everybody and then eventually I talked to everybody like every, I made it like I didn't, I didn't I didn't even make it a point I talked to everybody and I guess through that is like observing and then talking which kind of goes back to like the wolf pack thing and like you know being at the back of the pack and kind of just watching and Seeing who's doing it. Cause, uh, what actually drove me to go with Crystal and De Crystal and Denver uh, was I saw Denver and I'm like, and I, let me go. Uh, just let, me, let me just go see what's up. Cause uh, what I want to do is get Denver a drink. I'm like, dude, dude, you need a drink. And then I just ended up sitting there and we they were there for like an hour and then went inside and then came outside and everything else. But I guess that just observing and then talking and you know where it, it's I didn't maybe I didn't realize how much of a like a subconscious thing it is for me to do that initially and not not really engage and then you know feel out the place and then engage which might go back to intuition which which i think is a very uh it can be seen as a unsolidified reason which that's why rationale and wait, i mean brian talked about this last week with the neocortex versus the limbo or limbic 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 brain 
which is basically your your, your intuition versus your rationale. rationale. And I tend heavily to listen to my intuition and more so. More so now. And more so when I get drunk. <laughs> more so like like maybe that's what I really learned. I think that I think that's the bottom of it. Like realizing how much intuition I actually use when I'm inebriated. Like it's one thing like to like feel something out and go with that gut feeling. It's another thing to be drunk two nights in a row and just go and let that be. Yeah. And where it's kind of, it's, it's almost an overwhelming fi- feeling where I feel, where then I woke up and felt very eager to like do things like this one, like hell yeah. Like there's some awesome people here in the Valley that are essentially on the same path as what we're trying to do and using the Valley as our home base. Well, and w- I was going to do two more questions, but we'll, this, we'll, we'll just end with this one. First thing that comes to mind, what are you grateful for? Can be anything. First thing that comes to mind. Go. Life. <laughs> Another answer. <laughs> Life. <laughs> no, re- like honestly, I think um, because I've kind of been on, on I, I guess for the latter, for the greater part of this year, this whole stoic thing. It's like it, when you think about things, kind of like in life or death, like y- everything else is kind of not trivial, but it's it's just it's part of life and and without those things like like with, with like how can i put this when you think about like the basic needs like what what do you need you don't need a lot of things but life is is kind of like the essential thing like without life like there's nothing like you're nothing you're you're dead you can't think you can't do anything um so i think it it's it's uh, it's just the root. Like when you said the first thing, well, life, because that kind of encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it it is it is it's the one, the only thing really. If you kind of think about it, and what's a tangible thing you think you're grateful for? A tangible like I can hold, or or that's you can what exp- tangible means. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know if that's <laughs> or, what or, Andy or means. Or even even like uh, oh, I guess I'm just looking for like. And I guess tangible is not like the best word, but it's only where I can think of like that would tie in. Because th- the the main thing is like affirmations, right? Mm-hmm. Tim Ferriss talks about it. Tony Robbins talks about it. And like even if you're thankful for the cl- for that one cloud outside, like oh man, that's that's an awesome cloud. You know, it's sunny sunny sky. The sun's out. Like I'm thankful for the sun because the sun's out, and then th- that means we're living. That means we're alive. Mm-hmm. So like stuff like that. I guess that's what I had in mind. And I don't want to give uh, too much context, but. We need to. I guess it was so. If I think do. if I think fast, it's life. If I think slow, it's friends. Okay, there you go. Cool. So different answer. <laughs> well, I can only, uh, <laughs> in all fairness to Brian, I had more time than he did to answer this question. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, um, in learning moments, man, like any kind of moment that comes up in life lately that brings me humility and like puts me back down to earth, then like I'm I'm really grateful for that. Roger that. Uh, very cool. I'm writing this. So I won't forget it. My favorite, the things I'm grateful for is expansion and change, because there's gonna be some transition that I, I have in my mind. Um, it's not even solidified in in any aspect, but expansion and change is what I'm grateful for. The concept of it, the concept of knowing what they what those two words mean and using them. So, with that, you can. Uh, We'll end it here. I had a great conversation. We're, uh, I'm making it a point very, in, very intuitively to uh, try to have as much value in the smallest amount of time 
you know, so staying under an hour and 30 right now, we're an hour and 10, which it might be a little, it'll be a little bit less because of the, some of the dry yeah. spots. But uh, I've been making that more, it's more of a, of a test as opposed to like, oh, you know, just talking and editing so, you know, so much material. Anyways, if you guys want to give Excuse me. your uh, social media, where one star first, doesn't matter. Go. I'll go. So you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram under Brian Alejandro underscore. Um, I have a confession. So I just checked up on my Fiverr like this week. And al although I kind of like check it periodically, I didn't, I had, I had never actually tried to like view my, my gigs, like my services that I offer. Right. So for some reason, and I don't know how long it had been, the, my Excel gig had been paused. So I don't know if it was even showing if it was if it was visible, but it wasn't active. Okay. So as of uh, this morning, it's active. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. So if you had tried to like you know look for me or whatever and you didn't find me, you're in luck because I lowered the price <laughs> on my <laughs> services. So I so jump on that. Yeah. So jump on that. I I made a couple edits and then I I I activated it. So um if you're if you're into outsourcing your excel duties um go ahead look me up on fiverr.com forward slash brian alejandro fiverr like five and then two r's at the end oh two r's yeah two that's r's. very important i feel like it is it's i mean well i have a, it's in the show notes but yeah it's, yeah. it's fiverr with two r's oh it's interesting that we never we never mentioned it's with two r's <laughs> and he's like no wonder i couldn't find <laughs> it yeah right <laughs> If I if I was someone that, like going online and I put in Fiverr.com and it did not take me to where I would be like what <laughs> the fuck? I feel like today's in today's you know society we we would Google it first, not directly type the URL. Or do you do that? Uh, do you just assume the URL and no, type I'd, it I'd, in? I'd probably Google it first <laughs> out of habit. My home screen is Google, so it's like it's easy. Click. Eddie signs. Uh, hey y'all. Easiest thing uh, for me is just go to www.eddysignsmusic.com. You can read my new bio, which I wrote myself. I just uh, updated my bio. I hadn't updated it in a, in a little bit. Nice. So you can check that out first and then give me your, um, your crucial feedback on how it sounds. Not really. I'm probably not going to need your feedback. I'm just kind of saying because I wanted to talk about how I wrote a new bio. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, again, www.eddysignsmusic.com, E-D-D-I-E-S-A. E N Z as in Zoltan dot com. If you understand that Zoltan reference, we can be friends. Um, any, any of you guys know that movie? Yes. Where it's from? Yeah. yeah. Dude, where's my car? Yeah. Yeah. Great flick. Anyway, and all my social links are at the bottom. I'm like really like dragging this out really bad. But uh, <laughs> all my social links are at the bottom of that, of that web page there. Roger that. So moving with life, if you want to get. Um, more, I guess, more insight on the concept of moving with life. You can follow us Twitter and Instagram, moving with life underscore, and then Facebook is facebook.com forward slash moving with one life. The number one so again, moving with one life. Um, cool. I'm gonna end with that. Uh, there's a. I was watching a Jason Isbell video earlier today. Uh, he's doing uh, live at the bridge or something like that. It's, it's like a small thing, and he said something interesting because the the guy interviewing uh, brought up the new the new record. I guess I'm not even sure when this was. I couldn't even tell you. I'm not even gonna lie. But Jason said this. 
if you're trying to make something that speaks to people rather than something that preoccupies them or entertains them, I think you have to find that fine line between whisper and a shout. Because if you start yelling, people stop listening. Jason Isbell.